This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, June 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity. I am joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, and escaping the singularity from yesterday, Ryan Wink, how you guys doing this morning? Uh, doing great. Happy to be in studio. Wishing Ryan was right. Yeah. But he is right here where I have to point at the box. I don't have a screen. Right <laughs> you got to point that way. Oh, I got to point this way? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're so pointing right to me. here, there you buddy. Go. Right here. <laughs> I'm good, man. Tone low, Christian. Good morning. I'm, I, you know, I had to come take care of my plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's uh, Chlorophyll Collins doing and Fern Troyer? <laughs> they're all good these are the uh, survivors there's some i had to uh put in a nursery to uh <laughs> bring back to health you know all that time on the road i forget to tell people to come and water my plants <laughs> well it's a good thing you have plants and not uh you know dogs or children? cats or, <laughs> or children <laughs> i think i might take care of them a little better than my plants i would like to hope um yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, as I do every morning, I like to ask you guys a question. Now, we are certainly not a political show, but I don't think you guys would disagree with me when I say that, uh, you know, there there is a little bit of a problem with uh, drugs crossing the U.S. border. Yeah. I, I would, you definitely have that problem regardless of anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ryan, any input there? Yeah. I think... Yeah, especially the, uh, I would say the meth would be the biggest one, yeah. too, because that's just a killer. The walking dead It drug. is. Well, not only that, but, you know, we're here in Reno and, and down south in Carson City. I, I've heard a rumor that that's where meth was invented. Um, I don't know if there's any <laughs> truthfulness to that, but, uh, you know, it, it is a problem. It is something that we see in our neighborhoods. But, uh, yeah, you know, that that's the biggest uh, problem in these days. Drugs are bad, okay? I don't have the I wonder, okay button. I wonder if that's uh, if that's true. If anyone knows about that, that meth was invented in Carson City, please write in about that. <laughs> yeah, chime Thank in. Call, call the Phoenix line. Let us know. Uh, that would be a very interesting history that, lesson if that's the case. That would be. It would not surprise me. No. Saying being from there, it just wouldn't. I'm not knocking on my hometown. I love my hometown, but it's possible. 
<laughs> so all of that goes to say that, you know, typically when you think about drugs crossing the U.S. border, you think of Mexico into the U.S. Well, this is quite different than that. An unconscious Canadian man was discovered in the Detroit River with 265 pounds of suspected marijuana connected to him with a toe strap. The capture by Border Patrol agents occurred early on June 5th near a small island known as Celeron Island. Celeron. It's the latest twist in the case that began when Glenn Masseau was arrested on May 10th while driving a U-Haul truck in St. Clair County with $97,000. Masseau previously told authorities that he had used a submersible to ferry drugs and cash between Michigan and Ontario. So you, <laughs> you've got drugs going from U.S. into Canada, which you don't even think about. He had agreed to stay at a Flat Rock hotel while the investigation continued, but federal agents said he disappeared on May 22nd, leaving behind five phones, a laptop, and a suit used by divers. He reemerged on June 5th when Border Patrol agents pursuing a boat discovered Masso in the river with packages of marijuana tethered to him. His next court date is Tuesday. A judge assigned the public defender's office to represent Masso, uh, according to the article. So, you know, you got to watch that Canadian border. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he took the high road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the uh, soundboard. That's pulled up okay. For the I, I usually don't have the puns. So, <laughs> well, what are you going to do with that big old package of weed, man? I'm going to sell her on down the river. Sell her on <laughs> island. Sell her. Oh man! Wait, so he's bringing it into Canada? He's bringing it into Canada from the U.S. I thought they grew weed up there, man. Yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's probably, you know, it, it, we had that article, uh, you know, what, two, three weeks ago about the, the guys who travel from New York to California to, to move a bunch of weed. Does nobody know that you can get it pretty much anywhere at yeah, this point? Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a, it's kind of a legal thing. Most places it, now. It, it, it grows. If you, you just got to water it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some of your plants behind you. Exactly. They look thriving, though. Oh, Based thank on what I can you. see, they are popping. Thank you. You are glowing today, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> so, but it goes to show that, uh, you know, uh, drugs can cross any border, not just Mexico into the U.S., but uh, U.S. into Canada. So, you know. Yeah, Carson City to Reno. Yeah. yeah. So, sounds like he was trying to make some bucks off the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rhyming first thing in the morning. All right, folks, let's talk about today's show on this Wednesday. Hump day, yeah! We've got a great show lined up. As always on Wednesdays, we have Animal Stories brought to you by RoughRiders.org. We have You're Saying It Wrong. Our call-in topic is one that I expect the phones to light up for, Relationship Pet Peeves. We have uh, a new sponsor, Meanies Motors, and so we're going to hear from the uh, the owner of Meanies Motors a little bit later on. We have This Day in History, and coming up next, Tony's going to go ahead and take us through the entertainment report. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. 
And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, June 10th. We have set up a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where you guys can call in, leave your thoughts, talk about anything that we've been talking about here on the show. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic, you can just check in, tell us how you're doing. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. As I mentioned yesterday, we're just one or two away from uh, having a complete segment. So by all means, pick up the phone. Don't be shy. Um, you know, we're just here to have fun. So uh, as we do each and every day, it is the second segment of the show. Tony's going to go ahead and take us through the entertainment news. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is June 10th, and here is your wacky movie theater geeky news, because everything in the real entertainment news is kind of too much. Sad so, and depressing. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to just keep <clears throat> it geeky, light, and fun. So we are going to roll with a big movie theater chain that apparently was going to go bankrupt, they're going to open anyway. So I'm talking AMC finally has commented on uh, their theater plans. Now, they're reporting they're losing $2.2 billion, but they're aiming to fully reopen in July. Um, so obviously AMC Entertainment uh, reported the loss in the first quarter Tuesday. The result obviously is because of the COVID-19. In a statement, the company said that it's focused on its liquidity and it looks fully to reopen worldwide in July. The company said in filings that there were bankruptcy concerns and they're going to go ahead and stretch forward in all this. So they called their stockholders and they ensured them that they are going to continue and they said they will succeed and prosper so they went from being negative gloom like we're gonna go out of business to just kidding we're gonna prosper and we're gonna thrive well and so. it may have been uh, sort of a publicity thing where it's like let's keep our name out in front of people and and think okay when the theater does reopen well let's go to amc because they're really struggling right now yeah and it doesn't say exactly when they're going to open. They're on target to come out before Tenet and Mulan for July 17th and 24th. They don't have such a cool plan like Cinemark and as, you know, fan of the show Tim has told us, you know, his theater showing old school movies like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, things like that. Um, they also said that their relationships are now warm with Universal. So earlier they had attacked Universal for going on demand saying, we're not going to play your movies at ours. Now they're saying... Nothing personal. It was just about the money. That was a direct quote. Um, they're going to see how things shake out as they have an active dialogue. Well, if it's all about money, money talks, and you know AMC is not going to let like Fast 9 and Jurassic Park right. 5,252 or whatever one it comes out, you know. Yeah. So There was no doubt that they were going to come to a deal. You know, again, it's all promotion. It's all advertising. And, you know, they... Wanted to get things figured out, but uh, it sounds like they have. We know Cinemark and Regal Theaters will open uh, June 19th, I think yes. is the date that they said. So uh, AMC shortly after that. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so. S -s -s sounded like they were going to shut it down, but now it sounds like they're moving forward. <laughs> oh, I would have given that one drums. I, I'll give I think you it drums, was my right? long pause. Yeah, I but think I, it was, yeah. I liked it. Um, moving on from that... Um, Good news uh, if you're a fan of The Mandalorian. I know we talk about it often, but uh, I just wanted to 
pass along a little tidbit that uh, John Favreau uh, was able to uh, get all the post-production done and everything locked down, so there is no delays when for, uh, for that to roll out here in October. So um, John Favreau said, We were lucky enough to have finished photography before the lockdown, technology forward, Lucasfilm, and ILM. We have been able to do all the visual effects and editing during this downtime remotely through our systems um, by the company setup. So um, all you intergalactic geeks should be geeks should be happy as hell because this will be coming out um, in October. So no delay with the Mandalorian there. Yeah, they were talking about even releasing it sooner, which I'm still hopeful for. But you know, October's not that far away no, at this point. So. No, well, was that was that either of yours, Favreit? installation of the star wars <laughs> I, yeah. I, I will give you that one. yeah i will say you know definitely you know for it being a tv show it in my opinion is better than some of the most recent uh you know movie new movies yeah, yeah i really like it it's it's good it's damn good uh yeah. speaking of it could be damn good or it could be damn bad yesterday bill and ted face the music trailer dropped so excellent <laughs> So Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are back for their third adventure in Bill and Ted. It's it's a real thing. The trailer dropped yesterday. It looks to be uh, heading to theaters. It yeah. looks to be skipping the whole on demand and giving it a shot. Now, Ryan, did you get a chance to watch the trailer? I haven't yet. Yeah, you'll I have haven't. you'll have to check it out. Uh, you, Chris and I watched it, and uh, you know, we'll leave it up to you guys. You guys definitely check out the trailer and you decide what you think. I'm not gonna. You know, you know, who's really stoked. Who's that? <laughs> What's the actor's name besides Keanu Reeves? Alex Winter, yeah. He's, he finally is in a movie. He's got to be super stoked. The one that's not Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah it is kind of weird. In the trailer, it is kind of weird to see Keanu Reeves. He's got the John Wick haircut. Obviously, he's clean face. Mm. But it's weird to see him after what we've seen him through Matrix right. and John Wick and other movies to trying to go back to play Ted is a little strange. He's However... Yeah, he's got a little bit of a beer gut, too. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. But, uh, Ryan, definitely check out the trailer. You'll have to let us know what you think. And, and, All right. And we should throw it up on the page. Yes, I will put a link up during the break. But you guys let us know what you think, your opinions. And uh, moving on from that, more good news in the entertainment world. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 has officially entered production. So there was a teaser trailer uh, dropped on the 8th. Uh, one of the producers put first day on the job in a 2022 flashing behind a uh, spider logo. So um, if you guys, did you, I know Chris did, Ryan, did you see uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated Spider-Man? I have not. If you get a chance, even if you just watch it with like Dane or, you know, on your own time too. Um, excellent animated uh, version of Spider-Man. Very cool yeah. story, cool animation. They actually won an Academy Award for Best uh, Animated Film. This last wow. year or uh, previous year? Yeah, and the yeah. first one was directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I don't know what the second one will be, but you know they're the people behind uh, Lego Movie and 21 and 22 Jump Street. Uh, they've got a great sort of comedic sense. Um, they also did the first half of Solo before getting fired and being replaced by Ron Howard. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. And it's just good news because it's... Uh, you know, it just it's all good signs in, uh, for Hollywood. You know, their movies are starting to roll. Things are on, on pace. Um, 
onto like from kid movies to horror movies, um, it was announced that uh, Bruce Campbell came out and he revealed Lee Cronin will write and direct Evil Dead Now, which will be technically the fourth in the Evil Dead uh, series. However, if um, if you are and apparently Lee was picked by Sam Raimi, who directed the Evil the Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. Um, he was handpicked to direct this one. Now, if you're excited for it, thinking that Bruce Campbell is coming back, um, now it says, now before you go losing your head over the news, you should know that Campbell has no plans to reply, reprise his role as Ashley Jonah Ash Williams for Cronin's film. Instead, the film will center around a female protagonist. So hmm. kind of taking it in a different direction. I guess Campbell retired after Ash versus the Evil Dead series. That was on Stars. Yeah, so. it's a pretty good series. You can actually check it out on uh, Netflix if you've got that. Ooh, I think most people have the flicks and net. Yep. Hey, Ryan, did anyone uh, forward you a DM to HBO Max, Netflix, any of that stuff? Not one person. All right, this is the part of the <laughs> entertainment segment where I ask the fans, like, to help a brother out. He's right here if I'm pointing at the screen right. He's yeah, right here. Right. DM, name's Wink. Send it. It's just, it's perfect. That's at his Instagram. Uh, <laughs> little plug there. Uh, also, on the Evil Dead news, um, a lot of drive-ins, you know. We've talked about how that's been a thriving business right now. Um, looks like uh, Evil Dead will be showing at multiple uh, uh, drive-ins this weekend. No reason why, just they're going to put that out there. So uh, check your local one if you want to see an old scare, maybe a good date night. Yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be a good uh, you know drive-in sort of nostalgic throwback. You know, the movie itself obviously is a little on the cheesy side. Oh, it was totally. you know an independent movie when it was made back in what eighty one, eighty two, something <laughs> along those yeah. lines. But um, it is it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I always felt like one and two were like the same damn movie. They basically were. Yeah, you know? it was very strange. Yeah, he, I never understood that concept. But yeah, yeah, he went back and uh, essentially remade the first one with a bigger budget. After and the success of the first one. Two. Yeah. We're good. All right, moving on from movies to uh, video game news, because uh, I just wanted to avoid all the negative in the world. So uh, if you're a PlayStation fan, uh, good news. Tomorrow, the PlayStation 5 will be revealed. So everything about the PS5, from its looks, what's coming out, when it's going to be relief. 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 <laughs> Release. You can check that out. So uh, it says, see the future on June 11th. So as... Out there, if you guys are video game fans, uh, the Xbox Series X uh, will be dropping later this year. That's the next-gen Xbox. Um, and now Sony has a chance to release. They released the controller a while back. They teased that. Now the system will be fully revealed tomorrow, and I would imagine uh, backwards compatibility and the video game or the titles that will launch. Right, the slate of, yeah. Yeah, so look forward to that and then lastly in entertainment news before we go on to the birthdays uh it's still in the realm of video games sega made a major announcement tonight or the tonight this week aside from the expensive little micro game gears i talked about the other day they're actually looking to get back kind of in not the hardware business but they are going to use something called fog gaming they're trying to reach out to arcades across the country, um, and they want to use the servers. Apparently, they can host and migrate data from the arcade units, and they can uh, basically do fog gaming. Hmm. Now, what they want to do is kind of like the Sega channel of the 90s, and they want to give people access to Sega games. And 
they would use this fog gaming. Um, kind of a new concept. It doesn't say uh, when or if it's going to happen, but they're in the process of uh, putting it together with arcades across the nation. So Interesting. Yeah, so that is it for your Wacky Wednesday Entertainment News. On to the birthdays. It's my Alright, all you cool cats and kittens, birthdays today, model Kate Upton is mm. a young 28 years old. Oh, Justin Verlander, woo, he's lucky there. Kate's in my top three. Oh, yeah, she's yep. gorgeous. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, uh, uh, Mrs. Kensington, yeah, she's 55. At one time she was in my top three. Yeah, not so much now. She's she's looking great. She's still, looking, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Banging. Uh, comedian Bill Burr's birthday today. No kidding. Yeah. I just found out he's going to be here at the GSR in September. Oh, nice. Well, Is that, you think, still on? Uh, probably. I would hope by then we get to that point. DJ, I would love to see Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr would be really good. Uh, DJ Qualls, he was the uh, skinny dude from Road Trip that did that awful dance to Tricky. He's yep. 42. He wow. looks exactly the same. <laughs> and then the last lay for birthdays. Uh, Lily Sobitsky, who was in Joyride, and among other movies, I only remember her from Joyride, and she looks exactly like Helen Hunt. She is 37 years old, and that is it for your Wednesday, June 10th Celebrity Birthdays. Right on. Well, when we come back, as we do on Wednesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Folks, we'll see you in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, June 10th. Now, we are all over social media. Many of you are watching us on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live. We're also available on the AUN TV network, about 15 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Rebroadcast late at night. So, uh, you know, you get an early morning show if you're live with us or a late night show if you're watching on any of those network TV stations. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo, that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony dot San Filippo 81. And Ryan is available at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. Now, with it being a Wednesday, and as we do each and every Wednesday, we're going to go through Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org, a Nevada-based dog rescue nonprofit uh, concentrated on transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters uh, to no-kill shelters here in the Reno area. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to RoughRiders.org, that's R-U-F-F, Riders.org, or go to Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash RoughRidersSaves. With that being said... Let's get into animal tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do, and the old cow just goes moo. 
So <laughs> I know, Ryan, you love that, don't you? I do. <laughs> Speaking of things that you love, I know you love alliteration as well. So this first story is right up your alley. The headline, Fighting Cat's Fierce Photobomb Fails to Phase Filipina Reporter. Yes. Did you get all of that? Yes. Oh, I got it. <laughs> An impromptu on-camera catfight in the background left a veteran Filipino reporter wondering whether working from home was really the best idea. The current COVID-19 pandemic has compelled millions of workers to stay at home, only interacting with coworkers and clients via Zoom meetings. The so-called quote-unquote new normal has taken some getting used to, and some are finding their efforts to keep calm and carry on don't always go as planned. Case in point, Doris Begornia, a well-known journalist and field reporter for Philippines-based ABS-CBN News and Current Affairs. On May 16th, Begornia conducted a video interview on ABS-CBN Teleradio's uh, program. Things were going swimmingly until her two cats, Bella and Nala, decided that uh, this was prime time to air their differences. Their little tiff may have been short, but it was anything but sweet. As can be seen, and we'll post the uh, article on our um, uh, uh, Facebook page, that's what it's called. <laughs> You'll definitely want to turn up your volume, but uh, you know she is definitely a cat lady, and two of them just, I mean, they go at it. Um, quite humorous, a lot of fun to watch. I think cat fights just kind of scratches the surface on what could happen uh, when you're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so good. So good. I, want, I wonder if she had to whisk her cats away after that. <laughs> All right. We got Ryan. Pun master wink. Puns in rare form. All right. Here's moving on to our next story. Oh, <laughs> Headline, Tribe of Marauding Monkeys Stunts Locals by Observing Perfect Social Distancing. Speaking of COVID-19, a troop of ordinarily raucous monkeys stunned onlookers as they were pictured practicing perfect social, social distancing in the coronavirus pandemic. The rud-faced macaws, macaques? Macaques. <laughs> macaques. Were snapped, lined up in a neat row during a feeding session on an empty road in Arunachu Pradesh, India. Indian Union Minister Karen Rijuju, 48, took to Twitter to share a picture of the cheeky primates feasting on watermelon. Instead of fighting with each other, the known urban scavengers sat in two straight rows across an empty road at an even distance away from one another. The minister said they embodied the principles of social distancing that would health, uh, that world health authorities are advocating to combat the spread of coronavirus. Ooh, another day where I'm having trouble reading. <laughs> a local offers bananas and watermelon slices to the plight monkeys who look to be waiting their turn. And so if, again, you go back and uh, watch the uh, video that I post on uh, Facebook, yeah, they're perfectly in a row, separated. Um, I guess you could say monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> I'm giving it to myself. Any... Uh, Puns for that one, Ryan? Uh, I was thinking one, but I felt like one for macaque wasn't necessarily appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if we were internet only, maybe, but uh, unfortunately, we've got uh, certain FCC rules that we have to fall within. So, better yeah, to hold macaw, on. Macaw might have been a little better, but uh, that's a bird. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give you that one. 
Nelly, Nelly Furtado. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking that's where you were going with that one. <laughs> what would uh, Eddie Vedder sound like singing that song? I'm like a bear, I don't know where my girl I don't know where my girl <laughs> Perfect. All uh, right, that's good. Move. It's good stuff. Moving on to our next story. Uh, do you guys like dogs? Does a bear poop in the woods? I, I love dogs. <laughs> yeah, do, I love dogs too. Do you guys like beer? Uh, I love beer. Uh, I love an apple teeny. <laughs> he likes an angry orchard let's yes, be honest let's be honest there but yes i do like an occasional beer yes well with dogs and beer you've got two great tastes that taste great together don't be eating your dog but just a figure of speech so u.s beer brand <laughs> okay. bush has teamed up with local animal shelter to offer a three-month supply of free beer for anyone fostering or adopting one of its dogs oh. the win-win initiative was launched in response to the closure of animal shelters across the u.s Due to the coronavirus epidemic, I thought it was a pandemic. Uh, despite the shutdown, abandoned and unwanted animals continue to fill the shelters, prompting the beer company to come up with a unique solution. In launching the Foster a Dog, Get Bush scheme, boy, that could be taken the wrong way, uh, the beer company aims to address the isolation and anxiety felt by many during the epidemic while providing a new home for dogs. Quote, during these uncertain and lonelier times, people need to escape. Cue the cute puppy memes and photos, a Bush spokesperson told People magazine. But as much as we need those cute puppy pics to help get us through social distancing, it's actually them who needs us. Social distancing is better with a furry friend by your side and a cold beer in your hand. To enter, you must be 21 years old, obviously, or above, and a U.S. resident adopting or fostering a dog through Midwest Animal Rescue. So, unfortunately, not here on the West Coast, but... Uh, you know, if we have any listeners that are in the med- Midwest looking for a dog, that's the way to go. I, I think I heard their slogan, too. It was like, how's the pug? Get a chug. <laughs> that's a good slogan. I like it. I, that's not their slogan. I, I just. I, well, it, it ought to be. <laughs> hey, it, it's, it's much less misleading than foster a dog, get bush. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, but it's Midwest, so you got to throw maybe a little of this on there. Uh, you know, take home take home a pits, get a Schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> now, dude, that's money. Now we're talking. I like it. All right, let's move on to our next story, and probably our last <laughs> one. <laughs> so a two-year-old 10.5-kilogram cat. Now, uh, Ryan, you'd probably be best for that kilogram to pound. That's about... 25 pounds. Okay, so a 25-pound cat has found a new home after captivating the internet for its plus-sized appeal. BJ (laughs) attracted widespread attention earlier this month after the Morris Animal Refuge in Philadelphia shared photos of the Tubby Tabby on Twitter in a bid to (laughs) get him. Tubby Tabby, you're such a good kitty. (laughs) An online description about BJ read, quote, OMG, big boy Mr. B is a chonk. He's a chonk of a chonk. He redefines the term. He's a chonk and is a cat named BJ. <laughs> chonk, chonk. While staff at the shelter described him as big boned, it was also acknowledged that the Moggy may have enjoyed more than his share of treats. Due to his substantial heft, BJ's pedigree was questioned, with some admirers on social media noting that he resembled a bobcat. On average, these wildcats weigh about the same amount as BJ. And again, I'm going to put this up on our Facebook page. That is a big cat. 
It's a big kitty. It's a big kitty. Oh. Just, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you don't give her to... Uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Hello, you cool cats and kittens. Folks, that does it for another installment of Animal Tales on a Wednesday. When we come back, we're going to be going over, uh... You're saying it wrong. Common phrases no, that... No, you uh, are. No, you are. I am not. You are. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys in a few. Hang tight. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, June 10th. Now, as we head into the last segment of the first hour, we still have a whole nother hour to go. Lots more fun to be had. But if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on one of our previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcasts link. Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. and You can get just about everything you need there. Or head over to your favorite podcast platform, Apple. Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. As always, sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I wanted to uh, take you guys through some of the more common sayings that people get wrong. We were talking about the Mandela Effect last week, where uh, collectively people remember an event or a movie or a logo differently than what it actually is. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. say Luke, I'm your father. I know. It doesn't. Yep. I've always thought he did. It's not there. No cheese it's. It's cheese it. But uh, in this case, wanted to go through some very common sayings that people get wrong. So uh, just to give you an example, throwing it out there, you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh man, I've, I've their stomach's growling. I've got hunger pains. Well, it's not hunger pains. It's hunger pangs. P-A-N-G. What? Yep. Though it's entirely possible to experience hunger-related pain, the standard English phrase for that churning feeling in your belly is hunger pang. Sure, people will know what you're talking about when you say hunger pain, but you'll sound more informed using the proper phrase. I think you might sound pompous at this point. Yeah, you're like, "Mm, I'm sorry, (laughs) you actually don't have hunger pains, you have hunger pangs. Listen to the Christian Phoenix show, educate yourself, and I'm sorry your stomach hurts, eat a damn Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, don't go correcting people, but just uh, know that you're right in the back of your head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like at this point, even if you say I have hunger pangs and you enunciate, I feel like you'll still sound pompous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have said hunger pain. I did not know pangs. <laughs> I think it's become, become a colonialism at this point. A colonialism. Colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> pangs. So, and I give Tony crap all the time because of his uh, um, text messages. He'll oh. do one giant long run-on oh, sentence. Those, you know. those are the voice texts. Yep, yeah. Yep. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, uh, sure. Uh, the yeah. voice texts. As I sit here, one, you know, two thumbs. Uh, you, yeah, use no. some punctuation, man. Yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> like, and, and you, you know, a, you could say period and question mark in voice texts. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I, I I always wonder. We're getting a little off topic here, but I always wondered if you know a. Uh, uh, 
female was sending, you know, a text to somebody saying, I'm on my period, period, would it record it properly? It would just say, I'm on my <coughs> dot, dot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some other sayings. Now, uh, Ryan, Tony, what do you call it if uh, somebody is sort of being blamed for something or they're set up for something? They are known as a what? Scapegoat. Would you agree, Tony? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. You would be correct. A lot of people mispronounce it and call it an escape goat. Uh, I've never heard that. <laughs> the only thing you should ever use an escape goat in a sentence is if and when you're at the zoo and one of the goats gets loose. But if you want to refer to somebody that's being blamed for other people's wrongdoings, that's a scapegoat. Yeah. I've never heard anyone use that one. Yeah, I haven't either. I I may have, but uh, you know, it's definitely not one of the uh, more common mis uh, misspoken, misspoken ones. ones. Yeah. All right. What is it if you uh, are a U.S. citizen and you move to another country? Uh, what are you referred to as? Expat. Tony. No, that's a good one. I um I don't know. I don't know what you'd be called. So Ryan's mostly correct. Expat is short for expatriate, um, not expatriate, which actually expatriate sort of makes sense. But expatriate or expat is a person who temporarily lives in a country other than the one in which they were born. An expatriate on the, an expatriate on the other hand, would be someone who used, used to really love their home country but changed their mind after learning some deep, dark government secret. There's or more. or uh, after the whole def deflating the football scandal, <laughs> you decided to switch teams. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. How about this one? What if you're waiting around and you're trying to do something to, to fill that space? What are you doing? Killing time. Close. Ryan? Dilly-dallying. <laughs> Dilly-daddy. I don't know. In this case, it's the phrase biding your time. And a lot of people think biting, like, you know, biting my time, but it's actually biting, like B I D I N G. When you think about it, it sounds kind of strange that you say you're biting your time, doesn't it? Well, that's because it is strange and doesn't make sense. If you're trying to say that you're waiting for something, then what you're trying to say really is you're biding your time. Okay. So, yeah. What is, can you defi define biting? Uh, it does not say here, but, uh, it is a thing. <laughs> I was asking you, I was asking you. I know. <laughs> I'm going to bite my time. Arr, don't go anywhere. I need this hour to stretch. Arr, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. What if you're giving somebody your thoughts? You're giving them a opinion. Close. A piece, piece of your mind. And how do you spell the first word there? P-I-E-C-E. And you would be wrong, sir. You're not giving them a piece of your mind, but you're giving them peace of mind, as in peace, man. Hey, wow, man. I just want to let you know that, you know, the Broncos are a good football team, man. That's all. <laughs> Carry on, wayward son. I, I thought those were two different things. <laughs> peace of mind and giving someone a piece of your mind. Yeah. Yeah, according to this, they are one in the same, and one is wrong. And that's on the internet, right? That is on the internet, so it has to be true, right? <laughs> true. It has to be true. All right, well, you're right. <laughs> They're right. 
<laughs> All right. What about this? You know, what if somebody's talking about something and you just don't give an F? What do you say? I I could give a mm, beep, but I'm I not going to say I it. I, don't care, wanna, oh. I could care less. Perfect. Uh, actually, again, you are wrong. It's I couldn't care less. Again. Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah. In terms of grammar, that's uh, you know the proper way to say it. Uh, when people say I could care less, they are unknowingly saying the opposite of what they generally mean. Yeah, just think about I could, the ways. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah, the majority of people sense. do say I could care less yeah. too. Yep. That you know, George Carlin had a bit on this these kind of things and he just like breaks it all down. Oh, it's a great <laughs> bit too. Uh, it, anything from George Carlin. Um, some of his later stuff was a little more angry, but angry? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh no, his early stuff was fantastic. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what about this one? What if you are um in a place, and this is a, a animal referenced one, where you know much, it, it's it's highly competitive. You know, you you live in a on a planet. It's a dog eat dog. Yeah, I would say that it sounds that sounds good. And you are correct. It is a dog eat dog world. It's not doggy dog world. Oh come on! It's not Snoop Doggy Dog World. Doggy it's dog. It's a doggy dog world. <laughs> doggy dog. Yep. Doggy dog. <laughs> Add a second G to the word dog, and you've got the title of an early '90s Snoop Dogg track. In other, in any other scenario, though, the phrase "doggy dog world" doesn't make much sense. No. It's actually "dog eat dog world," meaning that it's highly competitive. It's a doggy dog world, you know. Doggy does this, doggy does that. You just, uh, you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these next two are some of my favorite. Uh, what if you are talking about something and you're like, um, you know, uh, boy, what's the best way to to phrase this uh, without giving it away? Um, you know, you're talking about something, and then you, you use this phrase as sort of a, a transition to be like, well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, at any rate? Close. Tone? Uh, we've already used I could care less, so, or I couldn't care less. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, irregardless. Oh, irregardless. Okay. Yes. Irregardless. That <laughs> so, regardless of how much slang slips into your vocabulary... Blech. Blech. Don't use the word irregardless under any circumstance. Regardless is a word. This permutation sadly is not. Irregardless is not only the opposite of what you're trying to say, but it's not a word that actually exists. All right, uh, and I think we've got time for this last one. If you are trying to stop something before it gets any worse, what are you doing? Nipping it in, in the, the bud. bud. Yeah. Tony, say that again? Mm in the bud perfect yeah yeah a lot of people say nip it in the butt yeah it's not nip it in right the butt. <laughs> I heard that. nip it in the bud that is something completely different uh while nip in the butt might conjure adorable in images of a puppy playfully biting the copper tone girl's posterior the correct <laughs> phrase to use when talking about halting something in the process is nip in the bud it refers to the keeping of plants as ryan knows particularly the idea that <laughs> when trimmed or harmed at an early age the flower won't grow so uh there are so many 
other good ones in here. We are going to post those on our Facebook. But folks, we are headed into our long break. And when we come back, we have our call-in topic of relationship pet peeves. I expect to see those phone lines light up. Folks, we'll see you in about seven minutes. Seven minutes. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, June 10th. I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Tony Sanfilippo and Ryan Wink. Are you guys having a good time this morning? Hell yeah. Heck, heck yeah, brother. <laughs> At first, Ryan, I thought you were going to be like, eh. Yeah, man, I've had better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm having a good time, and I think we have a wonderful call-in topic. I expect the phone lines to light up because this is something everybody can relate to. As a reminder, this is an interactive show, so we do want to hear from you at the end of this segment because the next segment is all about you guys, the listener. We want to hear your stories, your take on it. That number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world, even if you are that Filipino reporter with fighting cats in the background, we want to hear from you, and that will be on our dime. So today's call-in topic is relationship pet peeves. Now, uh, for those of us who have partners, husbands, wives, girlfriends, fiancés, you know, typically we accept them for their faults and they do the same for us. And, uh, you know, we look past uh, certain things, but irregardless, nice little call back there. (laughs) Call back. There are certain things that, you know, tend to drive us a little crazy, but, you know, we just got to sort of calm ourselves down and be like, you know, it's it's just something I got to live with. So, you know, we we tend to get personal from time to time here on the show and uh, wanted to uh, ask you guys, are there any, you know, relationship pet peeves that uh, just sort of drive you nuts? Yeah, I would, I would say, um, just I'm obviously I'm single, so I don't have any. But you having that, been ladies? in a relationship, ladies, sticky fingers, Jeez <laughs> <laughs> Louise. Um, in all seriousness, I think when I was uh, in relationships, whether I was married or not, um, one of my biggest ones was just being messy. Um, just you know, just something as simple as like letting the dishes pile up in the sink. Instead of just now, is this it, something you do or something that they would do? They would do. Okay. Like, are you, do you want me to say things I would do? No, no. Oh, I'm, okay, because like... You were very nondescript with it, so yeah, I just yeah, wanted to yeah, make sure no, that... Yeah, with, uh, you know, with girls that I've dated, it's usually just clutter and mess. Like, those, 
those are things that I just got to remind myself, like, you know, sometimes, you know, they got kids and others, you know, like the ex-wife, she usually would pile a bunch of trash in her car, like in the side, It'd be like banana peels and apple Ooh. cores. And I'm just like, throw the damn thing away. But, uh, you know, those would be probably a few things for me. How about you, Ryan? Um, I think, and I know I've been guilty of this in the past when you, you're in an argument and you say you always do this yeah. <laughs> always because it's just non-constructive right and no one always does anything yeah like let's keep it on topic well it's this particular argument about yeah yeah and always is such a finite word i mean you can say you regularly do this or you know yeah. but always is just uh, you're just asking for a fight when you throw that word always out you're there. asking Absolutely. for a baskins <laughs> you're always asking for a fight if you're asking for a baskin then uh, you're not around uh, over the next couple of days yeah you're being fed and, I, too. and i ain't talking robins <laughs> <laughs> that's good carol baskin yeah, for me, it's uh, sort of along the same lines as Tony. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm engaged, and, uh, you know, my fiancé and I have two different styles of keeping the house clean. For me, it's keeping the house mostly clean at all times. For her, it is letting things sort of pile up, and then, like, one day per week, just going whole hog and cleaning the house, you know, a shine and uh, so we don't always see eye to eye on that and then uh, the other thing is I'm a very uh, um, I guess you could kind of say anal person when it comes to uh, placement of items so everything has its place all the dishes have their own certain place uh, everything on my nightstand has its certain place and uh, for her what she'll do is she'll take something out use it put it back somewhere else and that just drives me nuts but I love her, and so, uh, you know, you look past those things, and you just got, like like I said, you got to take a deep breath, and whoosah, and, uh, you know, whoosah, <laughs> just move on as much as possible. Tug on the ear a bit. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, folks, we want to hear about your relationship pet peeves, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. The joy of radio is you can remain anonymous. You can give us a fake name, and nobody will know if your partner happens to be listening. Um, with the last minute 30 before we head into the break and invite those calls to call in, uh, anything else come to mind for you guys relationship pet peeve-wise? Pet peeve, pet peeve wise. Mm -hmm. My big thing is that is a lot. Like I've experienced the same stuff Ryan has. Like you always do that, and uh, I'm trying to think back at things that like would would really irk me. Oh, okay. So here's one. So we would split the duty when I was married. We would do the duties of uh, you know splitting who would cook and do the duties. We would do the duties of like okay, well you know if one person was off, they were in charge of cooking dinner and stuff. And I remember you know I'd make these nice dinners and stuff. And then like when it was her days, she's like, mm, I was, and she had all day off. Like mm, I just ordered a pizza. You know, but if I pulled that, then I'd be in the doghouse. So right. that that used to peeve me. It's like we well, were off all day. Like it's your turn to cook. So yeah, fair enough. And we're not without our faults. So oh, you know, no, we're, we're definitely yeah. perfect. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, before we head to the break, anything else come to mind uh, for you? Um, <laughs> the the old. Are you gonna wear that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We had a we have. Uh, 
<laughs> we have someone watching the show, and they put pet peeve. He listens to Nickelback. <laughs> that's why I busted laughing. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> that's no, awesome. that would that. That's another one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Nickelback. It'll never work. It'll never work. <laughs> I just don't see this happening. You just like Nickelback. You too like much. Nickelback too much. Well, folks, we are opening the phone lines to you now. Give us a call right now. Eight four four seven nine zero talk. Eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. When we come back, we want to hear from you and your relationship pet peeves. See you guys on the other side. Bye. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And for once, our announcer timed it right. We want you guys to call in now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, June 10th, and there is no reason that our phone line shouldn't be lighting up with our call-in topic today. We are talking about relationship pet peeves. Like I said in the last segment, you can remain anonymous. People yeah. don't have to know who you are unless you're uh, Tim Nidell and uh, a fairly recognizable voice. But uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think that he could do much harm by by calling in. Don't know. (laughs) But, uh, you know, talking relationship pet peeves, and while we're waiting for uh, callers to call in, or you can even chime in on Facebook as well, uh, pulled up a list of the most common relationship pet peeves and, you know, see if maybe it applies to you guys as well. Uh, One of those is constantly comparing your relationship to others, especially when it comes to social media and Facebook. You know, a lot of people only put the good stuff out there. They only say, oh, we're so happy. We're so in love. We do this. We do that. When the reality might be a little bit different. But if you're in a relationship where somebody is constantly comparing like, well, look at them. They're, you know, they're doing something right. Why can't we be? I could see where that would be a little annoying. Yeah, absolutely. I could also, you would think of another one too. It's, uh, you know, in newer relationships, it's kind of the pet peeve is you know, sometimes, and I've been guilty of it myself, so I'll take some accountability here, is kind of looking at that person as your last relationship. Like, are they going to be like that person? Are they going to have those bad characteristics? Like, sometimes your brain is like, right. well, are they going to do what the last person did to me? And and I've had it happen to me, you know, on the other hand, but I will own accountability. I've done that, and I have to tell myself, you know, everybody's different until they give you a reason it's not going to be like the last unless right. you focus on it to be that way. It could lead that path. Right. And at the same time, you could sort of take an inception, planting the seed uh, sort of thing where, you know, you're almost uh, projecting that behavior on the person, even right. though they may not necessarily be doing it. It's just something in your head you can't get out of. Exactly. Or another one is uh, setting the bar too high in the beginning. Yes. Yes. And then not being able to keep pace. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure we see that a lot with the whole Tinder revolution right now. Tinder revolution. <laughs> Swipe right. But we do have a caller on the line, so let's uh let's go ahead and hear from them. Who do we have calling in? How dare you guys mention my name on radio? <laughs> it's like Candyman. It's like Candyman. You say his name and he appears. Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Instead of oh, showing up God. to kill you, he shows up to entertain you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're talking relationship pet peeves. Anything come to mind on your end, Tim? 
Yeah, there was one that came to mind immediately when you guys mentioned it. Um, it's when they say one thing, but they mean another thing. Oh, mm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or along those same lines, you know, are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah. Fine exactly. is never fine. No, you, yep. That's so loaded. I have, I was uh, dating a girl, I think it's 20 years ago now, and uh a week before uh, Valentine's Day, we went out to Minneapolis. We had a hotel. We went out to eat, um, spent a lot of money, and we both agreed that that was our Valentine's present for each other. So she was like, don't give me anything. I don't want anything. I'm fine. This is, this is great. We had fun, blah, blah, blah. So fast forward to Valentine's Day, and it was around 11 p.m., and uh, we were on the couch, and she starts crying. And I was like, what's wrong? She was did you did you really not get me anything for for Valentine's Day? And it's like, no, we made an agreement. <laughs> and but I was I was smart though. I knew I, I knew women, and I knew she wanted something. You know, because you're gonna have to give her something. So I got her flowers, candy. I think I even got her a uh, present. I forgot what it was. It wasn't super cheap. And so I gave it to her. She's all happy. And I'm like, well, did you get me anything? She's like, no. <laughs> We agreed. <laughs> well, well, one thing we've learned about Tim today is that uh, before being sweet, he can be uh, sadistic. <laughs> it was good. A he had, bit, yeah, I was gonna say he had a he had a he had a flowers and candy ready to go. He still thought ahead. I knew. I I, I knew that it was a trick. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. <laughs> exactly. That's a great say right there. And, right. You know, I hate to stereotype guys, but probably more so guys than. Oh yeah, we're than girls. Yeah. You're notorious. Oh, you want you want to go to that concert? Oh, you can go. Are you sure? Yeah, you can go. <laughs> cool. And, oh, I've learned that oh, one. And you pay the price. Oh my god, I've learned that a lot in my past life now i'm a little skittish on that stuff oh yeah you can go it's no big deal and, and we have the huge flaw oh, I... of thinking logically <laughs> as if as if that's the way to go <laughs> right You're like she she's saying don't go okay i'm gonna stay here with I, you. i've been i've been married for 16 years now i know it, when she says that i know when she means it and doesn't mean it but i still do it anyways because she said i could <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tim, thank you for calling in and chiming in on this topic. Yeah, we can thanks, always Tim. rely on you for uh, some good content. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. You got it. I'd love to hear the female perspective. You know, you got a bunch of guys here talking about, uh, you know, what bugs us in relationships, you know, those pet peeves. But uh, I know we've got some girls listening. Kendra, Jenny, yes, I'm calling you out by name. Ooh, you know, pulling an old Tony card yeah, there. Yeah, give us a call, you know. Call and, in, oh, yeah, you know, you got to call let us know, yeah. Ooh, that was a good macho, man. Now, we do have another caller. I like it. Let's see if we can get the other side of the coin. <laughs> Who are we speaking with? This is Jenny. Jenny! Holla! So, Jenny, <laughs> as a single female yourself, relationship pet peeves, what drives you nuts? Oh, man. Well... I was married, so I can definitely say on the opposite side of the spectrum, I would say things like just the shutdown, you know, the okay, but then they don't communicate back, you know, what you're, mm-hmm. what you're needing from them. It's like a folding lawn chair, right? Like, <laughs> <US>. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have something you need to talk about. They just like pulls up into this lawn chair. And you're like, all right, I guess we're not talking about it. So, um, you know, I think that's just the female male perspective for sure. The differences in that one. That that sounds the personal. non-communication. No. <laughs> it is personal. It is personal. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've sort of experienced the opposite side where, you know, I'm the communicative one in the relationship and, uh, you know, past relationships, they've been, you know, again, going back to the, you know, are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah. And then it comes out just fine. a day later, mm-hmm. a week yeah. later, and you know, it's been stewing mine, in there mine for all was that seven time. days. I wouldn't know if I, what I did wrong for about seven days. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that was the incubation period. Yeah. Dude, that was a, that was a bitch, <laughs> a lot, bitch a of a time. It was. In it was my, like, you in, had to really in my world, it's it. called the winkubation period. <laughs> <laughs> the winkubation. My ex was just sweep it under the rug. It would eventually go away. There you go. <laughs> well, Jenny, while yeah. we have you on the line and we're getting the Y chromosome uh, uh, perspective, anything else come to mind pet peeve-wise? I would also say... Um, well, I've, I'm a, I've got a few pet peeves. I don't like smoking. That's one thing. Um, but that's that's a little different. I don't think of. I think I've dated one smoker, so and I'm like, okay, I can't do this. So your pet peeve would be like bad teeth. <laughs> that's definitely <Scott> black tooth <laughs> yeah. grin, leather like tongues. <laughs> Hi, leather, leather snake tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, thank you. Thank there's you. A, there's a laundry list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in. You know, it's it's always nice to get the other side, and and uh, you know, we can always rely on you as uh, you know to provide plenty of content for those of you who don't know. Jenny helps us behind the scenes and and providing some of our call-in topics, um, typically more of the relationship-minded ones yeah. as well. Yeah, hopefully we can get you oh, right yeah. here in studio soon. Be nice. <laughs> yes, I would love it, guys. And I will apologize on behalf of all women who have said fine to you in their lives. And we accept that apology until it happens yeah. again. So I'm, I'm fine. Exactly. It will. It will. We're fine we're about fine, it. Guys. We're fine. We're, we're fine. <laughs> Everything's we're fine. fine. Everything's seriously. fine. <laughs> All right, Jenny. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Bye, Jen. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, you got it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nice to get that other side. A couple other things, um, you know, being unresponsive. You know, everyone gets busy, but not responding to, um, you know, calls or texts can drive some people crazy. Oh uh, yeah, the three dots of death there. You know, like you see it, <laughs> and it's just there. You know that they're reading your message. It's those three dots, and then nothing. Yeah. And then the dots then come back up, and then, yeah, then nothing. It's annoying as hell. Well, and Jerry Seinfeld, actually, uh, on his latest Netflix special, has a whole bit on that, and it's perfect. Oh, because God, you, see the, that. you see the three dots pop up yeah. there, and it makes you wonder, okay, are they writing something and then deleting it? Or, you know, what's going to happen next? And that anticipation is just can kill you. It's awful. I've had, I had a girl back uh, earlier this year. She would do that, respond, well, but not respond. You'd get the dots, and you're like, Okay, is this conversation over? What's going on? Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> and then uh, as we s- sort of head into the break, uh, what about staying too friendly with exes? Yep, that could be one. It could be a problem, yeah. It depends on how friendly they're staying. Yeah, definitely. They're like, oh my gosh, like we, we totally still cuddle and we what? No. He's still I've, my best. He's my best friend. Yeah, he's my best. We tell each other everything. Yep. Yeah. When I go over to his house late at night, we we spend 
hours talking. And watching Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, that does it for this call-in topic. Thank you, Jenny and Tim, for calling in. Yes. When we come back, we have our newest sponsor, the owner of Meanies Motors. You won't want to miss this. Oh, we'll see I you guys in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, June 10th. Now, if uh, you wanted to chime in on our call-in topic but just didn't get to the phone in time, you know what? You can give us a call on the Phoenix line. It is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where you can call in on any of our call-in topics, anything that we're talking about. Uh, give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. For those of you that don't like the alphanumeric characters on the phone dial, keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and we will put it out in a future show. Now, one of the things with the show is we are a radio show. We, we love our sponsors. We love the people who you know want to expand their business with us and uh, wanted to introduce you guys to our newest sponsor and give him an opportunity to introduce himself to you guys, the listening audience. Are you there, Joey? Hey, gang, it's me, Joey Giamini, also known as Meanie, owner, operator, and head boss down here at Meanie's Motors on Main. Your one-stop shop for all things Meanie. That's me. So now I've heard you're quite the entrepreneur, uh, dabbling in a few other things besides just cars. That's right, Christian. Now on site at the Main Street location, we got Meanie's Linguinis, because Jew or Gentile, Muslim, Buddhist, or Rasta, everybody, and I mean everybody, loves pasta. We've also got Meanie's Paninis with this month and every month special, the Gabagool. We've also got uh, Meanie's Bikinis, get that nice swimming suit for your lady friends. Also, Meanie's Bambinis. We had some, uh, you can uh, have the kids be taken care of on site with, with some real top-notch broads. Also, we've got uh, Meanie's Latrinis. It's a toilet shop. And we've got now a street meat cart. It's called Meanie's Weenies. Hot dog, they're good. Uh, sounds like quite the uh, you know empire that you've established there. Now, uh, going back to Meanie's Motors, uh, I've heard you've got something new for our more environmentally friendly listeners. Ah, uh, yes, I'm glad you brought this up, Christian. We've got Meanies Greenies. Like you said, it's something for our environmentally friendly listeners. You know, for, for climate warming, a, a global change is now commonly referred to. Oh, that's wonderful. So uh, what kind of cars do you have in stock for that? Well, funny you should ask, because... For example, we've got a 1972 Ford Pinto, guaranteed to maybe not spontaneously combust. <laughs> uh, how is that green? Well, you know how they say a cleansing fire breeds new life. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, maybe you didn't like that one, but check this one out. The 1984 Cadillac Eldorado, which averages four miles per gallon. Only four miles per gallon? Four miles per gallon? That's 400% more fuel efficient 
than our 1985 Ford F-250. Okay. <laughs> what um, else? Perhaps you're not impressed. I don't know. How about try this one on the size? The 1989 Suzuki Sidekick. High center of gravity at a low, low price. <laughs> uh, do I even need to ask? Look, Christian, think of it like uh, the IKEA dresser of cars. If you trash it, it's cheap enough to just pick up another. Now that's green. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anything else on the line? Oh, we got a lot more. <laughs> we got a lot more on the line. Nice. How about this? The 1992 Yugo. When it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get to 60 miles per hour. <laughs> that just sounds dangerous. Maybe to you, but not the environment. Okay, fair enough. All right. Perhaps these these haven't been working for you. Let me try this one. The 2002 Daewoo Lancer from the same <laughs> folks who make microwaves. <laughs> what does that have to do with being green? Well, they share a factory space with Hot Pockets, and they'll cook your Hot Pockets. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. My Daewoo did not cook me Hot Pockets. I feel ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, San Filippo. <laughs> I got ripped off. All right, off. I got one more for you, Christian. All right. All right this one's, this one, this is the 2009 Smart for Two. Okay, this is Smart Car. It's the car that doubles as a coffin. <laughs> now, I know the Smart for Two is... Uh, uh, truly a green car, but but a coffin. Have you seen that car? You, you're not surviving a fender bender. <laughs> True. All right. Well, you know, if God forbid somebody is interested in one of these death traps, uh, what sort of payment options do you have? Payment options? We got a we got a whole cornucopia of payment options. You could go cash. You could go finance. Okay. You could go lease. You could buy here, pay here. Mm -hmm. You could, uh, we trade for gold chains and pinky rings. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll do five cigarette cartons per month. Marlboros, no cheap crap. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? A year's supply of tweed jackets. Elbow patches required. <laughs> um, I'll also do mustache style. The waxier, the better. Okay. And last but not least, the indecent proposal proposal. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say the indecent proposal proposal? Yeah, that's where you get a car in exchange for a monthly visit from yours truly, Joey Giamini, for one night of passion with your old lady or your old man. I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, I I'm starting to rethink this partnership a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, do you have any testimoni uh, testimonials from any of your loyal customers? Testimonials from any of our loyal customers? You know what? In fact, one of my best clients is pulling in the lot right now, coming back from a test drive. We just serviced the brace, which uh, uh, se seem to not be working at the moment. Oh, God! Joey. Joey. Joey, are you okay? <laughs> Me? Uh, I'm fine. There's only two things that can't be beat down. Joey Giamini and Joey Giamini's prices. So come on down today and let me make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> 
Well, Joey, thank you for uh, joining us. I, I don't know if this will be quite the right fit, but uh, I'll be in touch. All right, Christian. You guys take care. Tony, thanks. appreciate you guys. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for being on the show, bud. <laughs> All right. We're going to head into our next break. It is the last segment of the show, and we were talking about this day in history with Ryan Wink. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. We are into the last segment. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, June 10th, as the announcer said. You can sponsor this show. Uh, Again, I don't know if... uh, Joey Giamini is going to be uh, sticking much longer than uh, this episode, but uh, you never know. You know, we, we might that see him. That guy's crazy. Again. He, he's, he's wacky. But uh, <laughs> if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and uh, listen to that segment, our call-in topic, uh, or any of our previous shows, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show, and get what you need there. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Doozer, Deezer, Gozer, whatever that one is, because I don't remember, about 20 in total. Make sure you guys subscribe so you always have the latest. Uh, Leave a comment or leave a review and uh, tell your friends. Sharing is caring. But, uh, you know, this is the time of the show where we always share a little tear as we laugh. You know, we were talking... uh, yeah, maybe two weeks ago about, uh, you know, happy crying. And this is what we do in this last segment. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the end of the show, but uh, we have fun with it. We drop a little knowledge on you. In fact, it is This Day in History with Ryan Wink. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. That's right, folks. It's sadly the end of the show, but... It's time for this day in history where I get to look back in the past and relay what happened on this day. So let's get into it. I didn't know which piece of history to start with, so I went with this one. 1692, the first victim of the Salem witch trials, Bridget Bishop, is hanged for witchcraft in the colony of Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah, we were just talking about Salem yeah. the other day. Salem, Oregon, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, not Weird Salem, Massachusetts. Salem, yeah. yeah. And I hung out with a gal last night from Salem. Were you hanging out? We were with a witch. Yes. Too yeah. soon. Yeah. She wasn't a witch, but... <laughs> Those Too were, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days when, uh, you know... It, you know, divorce was obviously frowned upon, but uh, guys could be like, she's practicing witchcraft. And that dirty witch. Yeah. That's relationship pet peeves. <laughs> Ooh, my. <laughs> well, and, you know, they, they burned them at the stake. They hung up. Uh, the one I was always flabbergasted by was the, um, you know, throwing them into a lake with rocks around them. And if they floated, they were a witch and then would be burned alive. But if they sunk and drowned, well, they were innocent. <laughs> But they were dead. They never floated. <laughs> no, they never floated. And that wow. is that. That's that's a heck of a test. <laughs> if you uh, 
fall out of oh, i guess they didn't have planes back then never mind let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a real electric piece of history in 1752 benjamin franklin tests the lighting lightning conductor with his high Stardo. <laughs> this is a real electric piece of history. Electric boogaloo, yeah. 1752 on this day, Benjamin Franklin tests the lightning conductor with his kite flying experiment. <laughs> that was with the key, right? Yeah, the yeah. kite with the key, and and again, you know, it, it, they always portray him holding it. I strongly doubt he was holding that. I, I'm sure he had it tethered to something because. I, that's not something I, I think you want to uh, take chances with, right? Yeah, and he seemed smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, um, boy, he invented so many things. Uh, bifocals, I think, was uh, one of his inventions. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a huge uh, hemp farmer, actually, proponent of hemp and, uh, you know, mostly for textiles and uh, paper goods. He was a smart guy. <laughs> he was a smart guy. And he's a hip, hip dude. And he was never our president. Little known fact. Yeah, so when you're talking about dead presidents as cash, you got to leave out that $100 bill. Yeah. That's right, y'all. All right, moving <laughs> on. See, we're moving on to the Chicago Overcoat. The sh- today on in history, in 1847, the Chicago Tribune newspaper began publishing. Nice. What, what year was that again? 1847. So they actually didn't talk like that back then. No, no. I think. What did they talk like in the 1840s? I'm curious. Um. Did they still sort of have British accents at that point? I can. I cannot begin to tell you what they sounded like. I would imagine it's something like this. Probably sort of a hybrid between American and English. Or like like one of those foreigners who uh, try to sound American, but it's just not quite right. Or it gets mixed over time. They've been here for 30 years, but they're from Britain. And it's like, what? Are you trying to figure it out? <laughs> they go in and out of the British accent like Tony trying <laughs> right. to do uh, Australian. Oh, yeah. The transition. <laughs> I'm from Australia. <laughs> I'm Australia, mate. And it's, it talks to British real quick. It doesn't take too much. <laughs> it, it goes, it goes to British real quick. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Really? Yeah. Hey there, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie, innit? It's, it's, what, it's, it's what I like to do. <laughs> oh, this next one's going to be real exciting, guys. Uh, today, in 1902, a patent for the window envelope, an envelope with a window in it, was granted to H.F. Callahan. That is riveting. That is so right? good. Now we can see... Your name printed on paper through a window. That's right. Do you guys ever, when you get those window envelopes, try to like crease it a little bit and try to look up the letter to see what it actually is before opening it? Yes. I have a few I usually rip it up so fast that I don't get an opportunity to do that. (laughs) You're like, it's like, you won. You're like, yeah, BS. Shred. Was that the same time that he invented the uh, impossible to rip window? Have you ever tried (laughs) ripping those open and you can never get through that little plastic window? Oh, with the amount of anger I have when I get those, <laughs> I get through them. <laughs> Damn it, another bill. Super I'll weak strength. <laughs> the intense wink, the powers 
just get so mad when I get the damn mail and I have to see my damn name and this damn thing. I'm going to rip it up. Yeah, it's look like the CIA has got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to knock this next one out of the park. In 1921, Babe Ruth becomes all-time home run champ with 120. Nice pre-pun there. You like that? This next one's a real Saab story. <laughs> Saab produced its first automobile in 1947. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. More pre-puns. Uh, you know, Saab is, you know, they, they make good cars. They're reliable cars, but, uh, God, they are ugly. Ugly cars need love, too, Christian. I know. I know. Uh, if you want a sub, go uh, visit our friend Joey Giamini down at Meanie's uh, Motors. I'm interested in that Daewoo Lanza, since that one makes a hot pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Sound, I, it sounded breathtaking. <laughs> well, your first one didn't have air conditioning, the one that you owned for about an hour before it was oh, uh, T-Bone. I, yeah, it was actually right around the studio. No, seriously. that crash, I had that car for about three hours. Some lady ran uh, red light on uh, Kitski. And put me into a telephone pole in front of that McDonald's over here on uh, on Virginia Street. And I take it back, your first one did have air conditioning. The one they replaced it the with did the not. The Dr. Pepper. I went from an egg-colored Daewoo Lanos to a Dr. Pepper-colored one with no AC and uh, worst two-car purchases of my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> T-bone like, within three hours. Oh, yeah, dude, it was a sign. It was a sign, yeah. And I was dumb enough to go back and get one. You got a third? No, just two. I made the same mistake twice. Right. Yeah. Like, if I can go back in time and just bitch slap the younger Tony, like, at the dealership at that Enterprise over here, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right, guys, moving on. On this day in 1975, <laughs> the Eagles released one of these nights, Ooh. their fourth studio LP, which became the band's first number one album with its Three top ten singles, one of these nights, Lionize, and Take It to the Limit. Yeah, Eagles is constantly one of the top three selling artists of all time. And, uh, you know, they did a good job of sort of crossing over that country classic rock border. And, uh, you know, even to this day, top three, top selling. Yeah, I, yes. I have much respect for the Eagles, especially uh, in my current age, you know. It just reminds me of good times growing up. Yeah, it sounds like uh, with this album, they really spread their wings. <laughs> yeah, they took it to the limit, bro. Oh. Hey. <laughs> One of these nights, Tony. One of these nights. <laughs> That's uh, all I got for that one. <laughs> Hotel California. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think of another. <laughs> I was trying to think of another Eagles song. I had Witchy Woman on the mind, but that didn't work. And, and that's not the take it to the limit from uh, Scarface, that, no. which I, I came up with my own version for. I, mm. I kept some of the same lyrics, and I'll do it in the style of Eddie Vedder right now. Right. Take it to the limit, limit, walk along the razor's edge, cut the grass and trim the hedge, and eat your spinach. <laughs> wow, those are riveting lyrics. Thanks, man. Trim them hedges. <laughs> and eat your spinach. <laughs> take it to the Bye -bye. limit. <laughs> All right, guys. Get ready to take a bite out of this next uh, piece of history. Apple Computer shipped its first Apple II personal computer on this day in 1977. Another fantastic pre-pun. That pre -pun. was good. 
you know, Steve Jobs and Wozniak, they came out with uh, a great product. Um, the Apple II, I don't know if you guys had them uh, in your middle school, but I remember fondly uh, computer days. You know, we would have uh, typing where they had that little... Uh, the uh, little cruncher munchers, like the little damn Pac-Man thing that would eat your numbers? No, no, no. The uh, it, it looked like a, uh, you know, half a, a paper towel roll that was over, and you'd have to learn typing. And then when you got through it, you could play like Minesweeper, or you could play uh, Oregon Trail, which was... Yes, uh, Oregon, oh, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail was legit. That, I remember that in Odell Lake. Yep. Yeah, my family. We're always, old. <laughs> old school. My family always died from dysentery, and I spent more yeah. time hunting than actually playing the game. Oh yeah, always trying to get the <sighs> rabbits and squirrels. Gosh, or- Oregon Trail was awesome. That was fun. That was good stuff. <laughs> kids, listen, kids, you need to be playing more Oregon Trail. <laughs> play your Oregon Trail. Put down your Brawl Stars and play your Oregon Trail. And then later, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, God. It's Mario. <laughs> that That's one that's thing a- I got to say about Ghostbusters, too. You want to play Super Mario Brothers? No. Tully? It's Mario. It's Mario. That's, that's what my dad used to say, too, because he bought us our first Nintendo. <laughs> Let me play that Super Mario Brothers. And then he'd... <laughs> And then his hand would always jump when he jumped with the <laughs> controller. Dude, my mom was like that too. She was like, <laughs> "Did she make the sound too?" The yeah, boing, 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 well, she boing. would like it was like super interactive. If you're watching, I'm like jerking around, and that's wow, that sounded bad. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jerking my body motion around. Is what I that didn't sound much better. No. <laughs> All right. I'm moving around like a crazy man. There you go. That's crazy. So so good old Joe Wink did the same thing, huh? He sure did. Oh, uh, Joe Wink. Oh, Joe Wink. All right, moving along, guys. And this day in 1989, Tales from the Crypt TV anthology debuts on HBO. Tales from the Crypt. Hello, kiddies. <laughs> 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 I, That's eerily reminiscent to your your Smeagol. That's close. <laughs> it's not much different, Brian. I would sneak that show as much as I could whenever we oh, had man. HBO. I love Tales from the Crypt. My mom, so good. It was so good. My mom used to like, all right, kids, we're going down to the basement. You know, and like at the beginning, it's just going down. And it's like she's like, he's coming, and like when that damn Crypt Keeper would come out and. all right ryan we've got about a minute and a half anything else uh, for this day in history all right you got one you got one piece of history left what do you do what do do you you do? do on this day in 1994 the movie Speed was released. Keep it under fi- over 55! Over 55! <laughs> Pop quiz, hot Gosh. shot. What do you do? Gosh, I want to go back and watch that movie. I can't find it on any of the streaming services. No? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to buy it on Amazon. You could, yeah, you probably buy it. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly Today what I was going to say. Speed Day. <laughs> the day of the speed. You know which one? Speed 2 sucked. Oh. Cruise Control, the boat one. Dumb. No, no. Not, and plus, you didn't I, have Keanu Reeves in it. Right. It was Scott Speedman or... No, no. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick, yeah. yeah. Scott Forgettable. Speedman would be two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I fat, I t- Speed 2, might as well have called it Speed because I fast-forwarded through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good history day, man. Yeah, well, all you Wildcats, we are uh, headed into the end of the show. Yeah. 
There's nothing after this. There's no hard break, no nothing. No, but folks, uh, come back tomorrow. We've got more for you on uh, a Thursday. The third day. uh, The third day, as we know. Yeah. And uh, folks, join us. We're going to have fun. We'll see you then. Peace.